0: Howdy, everyone.
1: <laughs> Hello.
0: How you doing, Juliet?
1: I'm doing well. It's a chilly Monday in Maryland.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, uh, it's kind of chilly here in California, but you know, as chilly as it gets. Right. It's not not like Maryland chilly, probably. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: <laughs> I had to bring the succulents inside. That was my, my oh, wife's my goodness. <laughs> so it's pretty cold.
1: Yeah, that's um, like state of emergency cold in California. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah that's it's pretty. We're traumatized a little bit by it. Um, oh, wait, I I'm i a little bit discombobulated today, so I apologize. I've got computer problems. Um, okay, you're watching Narrative Distance. That's the name of the show. We should say that. Uh, yeah. We are streaming probably on Odyssey and Rumble and YouTube. Welcome if you are on any of those platforms, but especially welcome if you are on Rumble, doing your thing on Rumble. Uh, cause we're trying to do more of that. What else? We're on Twitter. Uh, underscore, underscore space. I don't know what, uh, share this stuff like it. We are doing a transition, which we've talked about uh, a lot. Yeah. So we're moving more towards written content and, um, less video. We are still going to do some videos sometimes. So it's not, uh, Not zero video, but it's going to be less of a let's be YouTube celebrities and more of let's talk about interesting things and the form will follow function. So some of the stuff that we want to do is much better written. Some of the stuff is good for video. So that's what it will do. Um, And to that end, if you have not checked out the abstract, which is our Saturday morning newsletter that comes out now every week that just gives you an overview of the news and a little bit of frivolity and that kind of stuff. Uh, I recommend you check it out. You can get it at unsafeface.com. You just, there's the top of the banner. You can click on it and go sign up for the abstract. Um, but, uh, it will soon be available basically only to subscribers, not paid subscribers, but people who subscribe to the newsletter. Um, but right now, it's available to anyone, so you can just go read it and look at it. What else am I missing? Oh, November 27th, Book Club. Richard Petz is doing The Girl with Dragon Tattoo by Stieg Larsson, uh, which spawned an internal discussion about Swedish names. <laughs> I don't see space. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And what else? Uh, am, am I missing anything, Juliet?
1: No. No.
0: All right. But... Well, then let's jump in. Oh yeah. what?
1: Well, I was gonna say I highly recommend signing up for the abstract. I find it hilarious. <laughs> I enjoy it, Juliet greatly. Likes it. I do. Yeah.
0: Someone some people don't like it, and we just had an internal we just had an internal discussion about because we got some feedback of someone who's like, I don't like this. Uh, yeah. but literally everyone unanimous internally was like, No, do more of it, double down, it's great. So uh <laughs> hey, can't please everyone. So um Oh, normally on this show, we like to bring in a journalist from the outside or something and talk about how the mainstream media has been lying to us. But this particular episode, um, we decided to do something a little bit different because Juliet was asking about crypto, uh, given the story last week of FTX, if, if you guys haven't heard. Everyone must have at least heard the headline, probably, but we'll go over it. Um, and she was asking about it, and we thought it would make for a good show because I'm a little bit more of a crypto nerd than the average person, and I think... Juliet, you probably represent uh, the bewilderment of most people about what the hell is going on. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I I mean, like, obviously, I've heard of crypto, like everybody's heard of Bitcoin, never really gave it much thought. I mean, I know people that have done really well with crypto, but to me, it just all sounded like sorcery. (laughs) Didn't pay much attention. Now, I guess I should. Sorcery,
0: I guess. Well, uh, I don't know. Maybe you, you'll be happy having not paid too much attention to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, where do, where should we start? Should we start with FTX or should we start with like back up? Should we back up? Where, where do you want to start with this?
1: Um. Okay. Well, so my understanding of crypto is it's just a separate currency that is untrackable. Mm. All
0: right. And we should start. We should start back there. <laughs> we start
1: at the beginning. I, I didn't get very far. Hmm.
0: <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, um. I I guess the first thing I want to say about crypto generally is it's like saying let's talk about tech. It's not quite that broad, but it's like hey, that includes drones that kill people and cancer medication. Like oh, okay, yeah. it's very broad. <laughs> so. Okay. Uh, it's it's uh, it's not quite that broad, but it, but crypto isn't. Um, it is a category of things, and we'll talk about what that category is. But the uses and applications of it can vary wildly. Okay. Um, so Bitcoin was the the one that started this current thing. Um, I was a cryptographer for a, like a decade, but before Bitcoin was a thing, so there were lots of little papers at crypto conferences about what if we did currency this way or that way, or what if we, you know, here's a cool algorithm for how to hash cash, do hash cash or whatever. Um, anyway, um, Bitcoin was just a white paper. Someone proposed, the, the person who did it is still anonymous. Someone proposed a an idea for how to do digital currency. And the idea, without getting into the technical details, the idea is basically, uh, it's basically like this. When we think of money, we generally think of like you have a thing, right? Mm -hmm. You like, I mean, (laughs) let's put aside Klaus Schwab's dream. And just traditionally, (laughs) you've got a thing, right? It's a a piece of gold or, (laughs) uh, you know, fiat currency came along and they replaced the gold with an IOU and then they wiped out the IOU part and it's just a piece of paper, but at least it's a thing, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe it's a worthless thing. There's, there's some kind of tangible thing that you have. Now, you can put it in a bank, and then it just becomes digital zeros that you have, but whatever. Um, the idea behind Bitcoin was, okay, instead of having a thing, what if we just had kind of like a giant spreadsheet in the sky? Uh, they call it a ledger. And that, that spreadsheet in the sky, everyone could see it. So, and everyone could have copies of it. There's copies all over the place and everyone can see it. So there's no, there's no secrecy there, but, um, there would be wallets on this ledger. You could just have a wallet ID. So let's say Juliet has wallet ID one, two, three, four. Now where the secrecy comes in is no one has to know that Juliet's the one who has one, two, three, four, but there's a wallet called one, two, three, four, and we don't know who owns it, but there's the wallet. And the ledger basically just keeps track of. It start it starts with some amount of coins from like, let's not get into how they get created. We'll get into that in a minute. But like, basically, what's kept track of is there's wallet one two three four, mm-hmm. and you just keep like a tab of deductions and additions to the wallet. Okay. Four coins out of one two three four that go to five six seven eight. Three coins out of five six seven eight that go to you know. One seven nine two or whatever, and that and that's all it is. It's just a big list. Now there's some thing there's some properties about it cryptographically, which means you can't go change things on the list, right? Which okay. is, for security reasons, it's like a list that kind of gets written in stone, okay. right? Um, and the thing about Bitcoin was uh, so that that was kind of the idea, and then there was this question of well, how do coins come into existence, <laughs> right?
1: Right. Um,
0: and the way that was, was solved in Bitcoin is, um, you know how I said it kind of gets set in stone? To do that setting in stone mathematically takes um, work. There's some hard work mathematically to do. There's some computational intensity. Okay. And so basically anyone willing to do the computational intensity to like set the next little bit in stone as, as the transactions are getting added, the person who, who does that gets rewarded by having some coins credited to their wallet out of thin air like just like okay oh. great these coins get let's say call it minted they get minted boom and they get minted by the work you put in okay right and bitcoin was designed so that there's a finite number that will get minted so at some point that will stop and you'll get and you've been getting less and less for doing work over time the whole time and it it, it approaches zero eventually it'll hit zero um and then after that there are ways to like have Fees If people want to do transactions where you get, you know, I want to send Julia a million dollars and I want it to be locked into the the blockchain, I'm going to pay some transaction fee for someone to do that work.
1: Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah.
0: So that's kind of the idea behind Bitcoin. Uh, No one owns it. We don't even know who started it. It's kind of just out there. Um, And it's kind of a cool thing. Um, your friend Paul says, and you can use that magical ledger in the sky to buy drugs and gamble on the internet.
1: Because <laughs> yeah, it's anonymous, yeah.
0: That's the beauty of it, your friend Paul. Uh <laughs> let me, hold on. I'm a little bit discombobulated, like I said, but I want to put his thing on screen. There we go. Because it is a super chat. Okay. Thank you. So um, yes, you can, but again, only sort of. So Silk Road used crypto. Right. Silk Road was a, you know, nefarious... Online black I, I, market. Online black market, yes. And there was stuff that I, as a libertarian, don't mind was on the online black market, like mm-hmm. people selling drugs, like, okay, fine, sell your drugs. There was also stuff that was unconscionable, like murder for hire. <laughs> so it was all there. Wow. <laughs> um, And, uh, of course, it is possible because there is a... Because... Let's say I buy drugs on on Silk Road. Well, drugs are a physical item. Right. How do I buy them over the internet? Even if the transaction's anonymous, there's going to be at some point a ship it to this address. So anyone who wants to actually investigate it can figure out who's getting drugs shipped to their house and probably where they're being shipped from. So it's not like it's this magical thing where, you know, you're just going to get dropped shipped drugs and there's zero way for the world to figure out where it comes from it's like okay if they're stuck like for nerds who only live online they're like oh my god i have no idea where this is going it's like yes but the rest of the world lives in the real world and a box of drugs shows up at your house so we can figure that out right right <laughs> we, we know we can figure out how to correlate you with your wallet uh your friend paul says dead drop sure it's called the dead drop there are ways to find dead drops Right. So it's my point is it involves investigation, but it's not a perfect separation of the real world. There, because there's always been a relationship between what you do in crypto and in the real world, there is always some method of trying to figure out who you are. And some of them are more intense. If you do like a cool thing like a, a dead drop, it maybe it gets more difficult. Fine. But um, you know, you suspect that your friend Paul is 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 picking up drug, drugs from a dead drop, you just tail him and you find the next time he does it and then you arrest him and then you press him for where he found it online and then, you know, you, you try and figure out, okay, maybe this person will use similar dead drops in the past or like or whatever, maybe you don't arrest him, maybe you just follow him around and you wait for the person to make the next dead drop and then you arrest that guy like. Right. You know, the sting operations do exist in the world. So anyway, that was Bitcoin. Okay. Um there there that's the major kind of underlying main cryptocurrency there's one other one that is kind of cool and i'm going to let richard pets do his super chat first hi richard uh he says greetings all ftx i assume yes we're going to talk Indeed. about ftx but we haven't gotten there yet so the other one that's worth knowing about is um is something called the ethereum and it's similar to bitcoin uh It started out as similar to Bitcoin, except there's some really cool properties about it. So instead of just being a ledger, I don't want to get too technical, but instead of just being like a table that does that, you can actually have what's called. It's like a Turing complete language is what it's called technically, but it's you can write little programs. You can write things like smart contracts and say when this happens, do this and blah, blah, blah. But we can have like theoretically with something like ethereum you could build for example an uber application with no humans involved except for as drivers or even actually with with cars that (laughs) self-drive no humans there (laughs) either but you could you could theoretically build an application that was just like i want to get from a to b and and it just algorithmically finds a driver automatically and and the whole transaction Happens and there's rules that are all built baked in, and like you could you could build something like that theoretically with Ethereum. And and okay. there's this whole idea of uh, there's this whole idea of uh, DAOs, which is like this kind of distributed blockchain based organization that it's hmm. kind of runs in some way. So this is all kind of cool pie in the sky stuff. Bitcoin and Ethereum are the two first ones, um, and they both are. you if you've heard uh, proof of work as a thing that what that means is the way you mint coins where you get coins is by proving you've done work that was bitcoin that was the very first thing ethereum also started that way they've they're switching now they switched i guess to proof of stake which is something else we'll talk about but those are the two main ones what happened after that is kind of like the crypto version of the dot-com era so yes when the internet started to take off HTML was cool. SSL was cool. There was like this potential to have a lot of awesome stuff at the website. uh, On websites and the internet had a lot of potential. And the underlying core like was really a good invention. Like it was a Mm -hmm. cool, good thing. Here we are on it today, 20 years later, 22 years later, but also a lot of stupid pie in the sky crap got built on top of it in the late nineties. And there was a huge bubble and it burst because there wasn't real business models behind any of this. I mean, I remember one, I don't remember the name of it, but I was working in San Francisco in 2000, I think. And I forget the name of this thing, but like you could literally order anything from like any kind of convenience store or whatever. And they would like one thing, I want a pint of Ben and Jerry's ice cream and the the cost of it, including delivery, there was no delivery charge was like basically what you would pay. If you went to like a, 7 Eleven, like a slightly increased grocery store price, but that was it, right? And they lost money on every transaction. My, my friends and I, we did. yeah, we would work late at night and be like, Who wants a pint of Ben and Jerry's? we just like, and then some poor guy on his bike would like, <laughs> like go over to the office, <laughs> and you know, you tip the guy because he feel good, but like that doesn't go to the company, the company's just losing money on this, crap. right? Um, so we used to joke that we put them out of business because it was like, where they were great. <laughs> Everyone put them out of business because they used the service, and it was not scalable, and it was dumb. So it was that, a lot of that kind of dumb stuff. But, of course, now, sometimes I do order groceries delivered, right? and they make money off of it. I pay a lot more, but uh-huh. that business model has worked out in some way. Um, so – what happened after the crypto crypto, those kind of initial two crypto things is everyone and their mother started doing stuff. And they were mm-hmm. like, and it, it started with derivatives of Ethereum. Most of the stuff is derivatives of Ethereum
2: because okay. Ethereum
0: is so powerful. And they're like, Oh, I'm going to do I have a new coin. It's a this coin. It's a th-. and they just like branched the code base and made some changes and whatever. And there, you know, sometimes there's there's engineering reasons for it. Like, I want there to be higher throughput of transactions or this or that. Like sometimes there's reasons people have right. for why they want to do it. Sometimes they're just jokes. Like Dogecoin was just a joke. Like, wouldn't it be funny if we made a Shiba Inu coin? Like, okay, great, yeah. fine. Like, let's just do that, right? right? So some of it was just crap. Some of like intentionally just funny. And some of it was, you know, had a theoretical purpose behind it. But it all – um it spawned this massive, massive amount of me too kind of things. Like I've got one, I've got one, I've got one of them. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and that created a market for exchanges, which are kind of like stock markets, right? When you go to a stock market exchange, you can, you know, you generally you have a brokerage account, right? Uh, right. If you've got E-Trade or, or, uh, Charles Schwab or whatever you got a brokerage account you can buy Apple you can sell your Apple and then buy you know Facebook or whatever and and do your thing and you've got all your stocks listed and you can watch them and all that kind of stuff well there became a a demar- market demand for all of these stupid coins to be listed on <laughs> exchanges so people could buy and sell like oh I want to you know I want to buy some Dogecoin and I want to buy some you know uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what some of the old ones were. I don't remember some of the old ones, but whatever you would like, want to buy, I want to buy this. I want to buy that. I'm going to do this. Um, right. And there was also some complications or different entire different chains. Like one, like, you know, uh, yeah, I'm going to, we'll make it easy. So anyway, we'll stick to this. That, that there was kind of a thing for that. So some exchanges started to pop up. People providing this like, Oh, I'll, I'll be an exchange, which is like a centralized thing. Binance is one. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, Gemini was one. Coinbase is one, um, which I think most a lot of people know. Coinbase. Um, <clears throat> there's a bunch, bunch of those, a uh, bunch of those exchanges, and the exchanges uh, again were centralized. So you saw sometimes. So, I, so what would happen is you would buy Bitcoin. as kind of became like the default usually kind of the default thing to go into the exchange with maybe ethereum right. but usually like bitcoin there's a few defaults right so you'd start you'd open your account with bitcoin and you would send your bitcoin to the exchange you would you would deduct it from your public ledger and send it to the exchange and it would be in their control it would be their wallet
1: okay right, right.
0: um now uh what that means is if, let's say, an exchange has got a whole bunch of people on it and they've got a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin that's they're holding all in one spot, that becomes a target for a hacker to try and steal people's money from the right. exchange. So early on, you also saw exchange hacks would happen um, and people would just you just lose your money because you didn't have the Bitcoin. You had given it to the exchange
1: for oh. you, and
0: it wasn't yours anymore. Um sucks. Someone, someone hacked it, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, you can do, like, I've got, this is an old one, but you can do, like, a little, this is a little hardware wallet. This is a, what is this one? This is a Trezor. Like, you can put it on a little, wa- like, hardware wallet. Like, this is, no one can hack this because it's on my desk. Right. So. There's no way to get to it. Um, right? But if you
1: lose it, it's gone forever.
0: If I lose it, it's gone forever, that's correct. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> probably shouldn't be throwing it around my desk. But um, <laughs> so uh, so that, so uh, there's some other nuances there, but I'm, we're gonna skip over the nuances. So uh, people are putting their money on exchanges, their, their, their stuff on exchanges, and people are buying and selling all of these exciting new
2: mm-hmm.
0: altcoins. Um, and you know I have I have friends that made a lot of money. There's a guy mm-hmm. I'm advising now who, and even in the past year and a half made a decent amount of cash. Um, but it's um, but I would say not all, but a characteristic of most of these is that they are Ponzi schemes with nothing behind them. So what started to happen was people would say, well, I want to make a new coin. So let's say you make the Juliet coin, okay um, oh uh your friend Paul's pointing out Mount, Ga- Mount Gox. Mount Cox. yeah, uh, by the way, I'm I, for people who know I am skipping over some nuance that is intentional, uh it's not because I don't understand it. it's because I'm skipping nuance just to be clear, uh, I think if we get in the weeds, people's eyes just glaze over. So yeah. <laughs> uh, we're already at risk of people's eyes glazing over. <laughs> So, um, what what started to happen is you started to get, uh let's say Juliet. Juliet wants a Juliet coin. Hey, people are getting rich off of this. I want to make a Juliet coin. Well, maybe people will buy my Juliet coin, right? So you uh-huh. make your Juliet coin, and it's like, well, why would I buy a Juliet coin? So then, what you do is you back engineer a. Typically, what was happening: people were back engineering companies, and they would, and they would just have these like fantastical. It's going to be the next thing that does blah, 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 blah. And if you want to invest in the company that I'm building, the way to invest in the company is to buy the new coin that's associated with the company. The company is going to be made up. It's going to be funded by these coins. If you want in on the new great Juliet business 2.0 or whatever it is, buy the Juliet coin. That's how you get into the, the business, right? Okay. um. And so to a lot me, of these-
1: that's a yeah, like huge red flag because it's just prime for scammers.
0: Of course. Of course. You know, right. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then and several years ago, an entire thing. I mean, I'll a mea copa. I did this a couple times with coins. I didn't make any coins, but like a couple times, like there would be this pre I quote, they called it an ICO. It's like an IPO, but an initial coin offering, right? Okay and you would have the opportunity to get some coins before the initial coin offering for some cheap price. Until so you would buy them and then there would be an initial coin offering and there would be demand for the coin and the price would go up and if you were smart you sold because it would inevitably cl- crash cuz there's literally nothing there. It's just vaporware. Right? right. <laughs> so the people who jumped in on the ICO lost their money and the people who and often what would happen is like the people who were in before were the founders and their friends or other people so it was like a total Ponzi scheme thing. Okay. And um, uh, I never intentionally like Ponzi schemed. It. I just like was interested in it. And I'm like, oh, I guess I'll sure. This is a new thing. I'll I'll I have access to it. I'll try it, and it worked. I also got my shirt handed to me a couple like my shirt taken away from me a couple times because yeah. I was like, oh, I didn't sell it, and, it, and now it's zero. Um, <laughs> so that happened a lot. And some of this stuff is is outside the U.S. jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and the stuff that was inside the U.S. jurisdiction, there have been a lot of arguing between federal agencies about who has control over what. The SEC arguing, "Oh, uh, this is a security, so we can regulate it." And uh, but you know, other departments saying, "No, it's a it's a monetary instrument, so we can regulate it." And so there's all that kind of stuff going on. Library, uh, which is the the thing behind Odyssey, they just lost a battle with the SEC about I whether saw, the library yeah. coin, right, uh-huh. is. So, all that kind of crap's going on. One of the scariest, and I'm, by the way, I'm not even going to get into DeFi stuff. We're going to put that on the back burn. Forget about DeFi. Uh, <laughs> but one of the scary things that happened, I would say, in the past year or two is um, there's been more of this, like, I would just call it kind of vaporware and total lack of transparency. So, I've been asked several times, like, hey, look at this thing. What do you think about X, Y, and Z? And they'll send me some, you know, buddy or whatever. They'll send me information on some new company that's funded by their own coin that they're doing, right? Right. Um, and literally, it's like you don't. Sometimes you don't even know the names of the people behind it. Yeah. Oh. And they're like, you like, who's running this?" I'm like, "Oh, that's CRZ Seven. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> right. I don't know, but he's got a Twitter account. It's like, wow, that is, and like, and he's really popular on Discord. Like that. It's literally that kind of crap, right? Right." So just zero transparency, no idea what the hell's going on, and a lot of people jumped in and were like, woohoo, that sounds like a great idea. I can make a bunch of money. Um,
1: right, which is so, understandable because people that did jump in early on legitimate ones did make a lot of money.
0: Sure. I had Bitcoin super early, and – I don't know where it is today. Sixteen thousand dollars. It's orders of magnitude more than I bought my Bitcoin at. Right. Yeah, I liked it better when it was at sixty k. But yeah, I can't get a like. That's a pretty good investment. I'm doing all right. Right. I went up a few orders of magnitude. I can't complain. Right. And the Mm -hmm. same can be said for Ethereum. (laughs) Um. But those that's because those coins are still around and they're like the reason they're legitimate is they have. You know, like I said, Ethereum Ethereum is kind of the basis for a lot of stuff. And Bitcoin is kind of the de facto hold your money there coin. So right. okay. it's the, it underlies everything. So all still very volatile, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, all still su- super volatile, obviously. So FTX. So along comes this guy, Sam Bankman-Fried. <laughs> He's in his 20s. He is... Uh, I'll I'll put genius in quotes. An MIT grad, like, like top of the class MIT, like smart dude, right? Mm-hmm. He starts this exchange, FTX. It is uh, a lot of the assets supporting the exchange are its own coin. Oh, dear. Similar, right? Yeah. Also not a lot of transparency.
1: Okay.
0: Really any transparency. In fact, if you read now, now that they're in in dire straits, there's like they're like not sure they owe somewhere between ten and fifty billion, which is kind of a big window. Like no one knows. This <laughs> isn't quite right?
1: a window, yeah.
0: <laughs> right. So there's just no transparency. And uh, but this guy did really well. He was worth I forget like twenty six billion or something at like earlier in the year. Just FDX took off. He and he was. He had this – I won't say charisma, but there's something about the way that he like – he appealed to people in some way because he was kind of this nerd who wore shirts and a T-shirt and um, talked a big game about his magnanimous support of the industry. And what he started doing over the summer was bailing people out crypto struggled and there was a lot of mm-hmm. different projects and he would just bail them out and like loan them 100 million dollars or whatever he would just be like here blah, blah, blah. like he would just bail these companies out um and at some point and so so and he was interviewed a lot as this like generous dude he was like oh and he and he there was a moniker SBF he just became known for, as, his, as his as his okay SBF everyone knew SBF SBF is great SBF did this SBF did that he bailed out so and so he's the blah, 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 SBF um, And, you know, he would interview him. He's this, like, big-haired kid who's, like, talking about, you know, how he wants to make money to give money away, and that's real. It's, like, all this, you know, sounds, in, in retrospect, like a politician, but whatever, like, that's kind of the thing, right? Right. Um,
1: well, and- everyone wants to believe that those people really exist, that if they had billions of dollars, they would actually share the wealth and, like, in- Bring other little people up with them. We Those want to people might exist,
0: it. but they don't do interviews talking about how great they are. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> so anyway, this is what he's doing. And he, at one point, he even mused about buying Goldman Sachs and the and the uh, commodities market oh, exchange, fuck. like he, ju- the, like the uh, um, Chicago Mercantile Exchange. He he literally just, it was like, this <laughs> the future. Right Um, but of course, he had there wasn't transparency. Um, he's he wasn't based in the u s. So he didn't have to do transparency. There wasn't transparency. He's based, I think, in the Bahamas. He has, you know, hundreds of companies related to each other doing like stuff, which could mean it's a shell game. It could mean that if you're an international business, you do need a lot of entities. So, like, but again, not transparency, so no we don't really know. Um, and then he started doing. He's, he was spending a lot of money not just on bailing out companies but also bailing out uh, not bailing out buying advertising so he was like there is a mm-hmm. Super Bowl ad uh, I remember there's a f- it, yeah there's a famous Super Bowl ad with Larry David have you seen the Super Bowl well, ad yes all right I want to play just for people who haven't seen it I want to play just the end of the ad and I want to describe yeah. the ad what's going on so Larry okay. David is the um, he is the the creator of Seinfeld for those of you who don't know who Larry David is um. He's a creator of Seinfeld. And the whole ad is a couple minutes long. And the ad is uh, all about how uh, it, it goes through history of Larry playing these different characters who are... He's, he's, Larry is constantly rejecting ideas. So, like, it starts mm-hmm. out with Larry rejecting the idea of the wheel because the wheel's a stupid idea. Larry thinks yeah. it's dumb, <laughs> right? Um yeah. and, and then it moves to... Uh, then it moves on to... um. It works its way up to this last scene, which is paused on right now, which is where he's he's rejecting the idea of, like, an iPod, basically, right? Um, yeah. Or, like a, yeah, like, batteries. So it'll, it'll need batteries. So that's why he's he's rejecting this idea. So here's how the ad ends. I just love this because it's funny in retrospect. Here's how the ad ends. The ad of, like, Larry rejecting all these good ideas. Here's how it ends. Like I was saying, it's FTX.
2: It's a safe and easy way to get into crypto. Yeah, I don't think so. And I'm (laughs) never wrong about this stuff. Never. So this is the... That was the FTX
0: (laughs) ad. Uh, Larry's saying, I'm never wrong about this. Now, of course, as it turns out, uh, Larry wasn't wrong about it. Uh, (laughs) So he was throwing all this money around and then last week the most bizarre the most bizarre thing happened so he's had this rivalry with uh, another guy who whose name is just his initials like he's become known as initials cz who runs binance and cz is much more conservative um in fact after the super bowl ad stuff cz even tweeted this thing out about like We didn't spend money on Super Bowl ads. It was hard to not. It's tempting, but we didn't do that, right? Um, Right. So he's much more conservative and a little bit more dedicated to transparency from what I can tell, like publishes. There are companies who publish like, here's our holdings. Anyone can go look to see what they are. We don't hold them in our own coin. They're in Bitcoin. Here's the wallet address, blah, 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 like here's the stuff to go look. Uh Um, So he was kind of a different culture than SBF, and they did not get along very well. And then suddenly, SBF tweets all the stuff. This is the other thing that's just bizarre about this. It's like it's like these kids have never. Un, they, it's like they don't understand the ramifications legally of opening their mouths. Right. So he just they just tweet stuff that's like you've got to be kidding me, you idiot. <laughs> um. So anyway, SBF. Um, <laughs> SBF. Uh, oh yeah, someone's mentioning something. Greg the baritone says Larry supporter SBF because he was a massive D donor. Um, I will say this: uh, it is kind of cool that Larry got paid to say uh, FTX was a bad idea. That's brilliant.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but uh, the other thing about SBF is he did he did donate like forty million bucks mostly to Democrat Democrats. Yes. Um, we can assume that a lot of this was. Uh, greasing the the palms of people who would eventually regulate the industry or whatever. Like that's probably the way it is. But um also he's probably just a Democrat. So um so don't worry Oceana 23 we'll get to that. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, a Monday Monday comes along SPF tweets out this thing that's let bizarre. That's like, oh we're in it we've we've reached an agreement with Finance, basically, he he didn't say use these words. Basically, to buy us uh, because we have a liquidity crunch. Liquidity crunch means um, you can't fulfill your withdrawals, like some like you you right right, Um, which could sometimes be a short term thing, like that does happen sometimes, and people borrow. But this was kind of weird, and uh, there might also CC might have might also played a role in the liquidity crunch because he had. They had a bunch of the tokens for FTX. So oh. he and he sold them. <laughs> so like there's like possibly causing the liquidity liquidity crunch. But um so he so SBF is like we're in it, we reached an agreement with Binance to buy basically FTX. Um but like two minutes later, CZE is like it's an LOI, which is the letter of intent, which is not legally binding at oh. all. So so CZ's like, actually, it's just an LOI. It's dependent on some stuff, (laughs) right? Like we're going to do some due diligence because I'm not a retard. Um, (laughs) So he he like immediately tweets that out. And then the next day, like a little bit more than 24 hours later, he tweets out like, oh, we're not going to do this because we don't like what we see. And also there's like news of maybe potentially – he might have taken money out of FTX and moved them to this other company and, like, done the stuff he shouldn't have supposed to, shouldn't have done with funds that people had. And, FTX, like, Uh-oh. a bunch of shady stuff maybe went on. We're, we're wiping our hands of it going away. Um, SBF is also at this point time saying, don't worry, we're solvent. It's not like you're not going to get your money back. So he tweets that out. Then he deletes that tweet, which oh. is scary. Then <laughs> – Worrisome. <laughs> right. Then by Friday – Oh, and also on one day, the guy lost like $16 billion. It's the biggest loss of a sing- single individual in the history of Bloomberg tracking individual losses. Like, wow, it's am- amazing. So he, he goes to like probably under a billion dollars. This is on like Monday or Tuesday or whatever it was. Uh-oh. He like he goes from like $16 billion to like oh, maybe under a billion. Um, still, I wouldn't mind having a billion, but it's a big difference. So then he uh, then Friday rolls around. And what does he do? He says, "Oh, uh, we filed for Chapter Eleven bankruptcy voluntarily. <laughs> all, all the entities, all, all of his entities have filed for Chapter Eleven bankruptcy. So we're like, oh, okay, I like, can it even get worse? And I, I'm gonna just say this because I was, I had to, I was finishing the abstract on Friday night, and I wrote about this in the abstract. And I want to just, I want to just share this sentence because I. I didn't actually think there would be a development over the weekend but there was um so it wasn't the development I was anticipating but um well I didn't yeah anyway let me let me find let me find out, let me share it so uh ta-da-da. okay so I end this thing with... The situation is unraveling so quickly that it wouldn't be surprising to discover that by the time you wake up on Saturday morning and read this, SBF will be a fugitive live streaming from his sailboat as it races across the Caribbean. So I was like, who knows what's going on? Well, he wasn't a fugitive on Saturday morning, but what we did find out is, oh, um, (laughs) the Ryan Miller. So, I can't, I, it's almost unbelievable.
1: (laughs) No, like this is, this is like catch me if you can level future movie script.
0: Oh, this is a movie script. Absolutely. Maybe this is how SBF will pay his legal (laughs) bill. So this tweet comes out. Following the chapter 11 bankruptcy filings. FTX us and FTX.com initiated precautionary steps to move all digital assets to cold storage that's the thing I was just holding up like the treasure uh, okay to move them all to cold storage the process was expedited this evening to mitigate damage upon observed unauthorized transactions that is uh, the, uh corporate speak for hacks yeah. But, as this person points out on Twitter, Unauthorized Transactions by Gary Wang, FTX co-founder and CTO, he was quite busy pushing code to his private repositories yesterday. So, <laughs> like, there is just a massive amount of shady stuff going on. I think SBF is still in the Bahamas. Um, and... Uh, I he I don't I don't think he's done interviews. I think Larry um um what's his name? The BlackRock dude claims to have talked to him. Um but Flint, is that his name? Uh is that is it is it Larry Flint? I'm thinking of It's the founder of Hustler. Or is that Larry Flint? I don't what's know. What's the back? I'm getting their names <laughs> confused, which is a funny thing to get those anyway. Fink. Larry Fink. Um yes. he claims he talks to uh he talks to SBF. But so here we go. So that's all that's happening. Um, it pulled the crypto markets down for obvious reasons. Uh, yeah. Um, because people are freaking out. Uh, I'm still bullish long term on fundamental stuff like Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I could be wrong. I mean, it, this could tear the whole thing down. I don't know. Um, but it's a, certainly a huge, huge thing, and um. It certainly will so there's okay, so now there's a couple theories about this uh one is it's we, there's no information by the way, this is just a spitballing. this is what people have been spitballing. I'm not don't be like, don't be a conspiracy theorist but yes, it's a conspiracy we don't know. I, we're just' it's just a thought, right? One thought here is, well, uh, who benefits from this?
1: mm-hmm.
0: Well, one clear entity that benefits from this is regulators, um, because uh, it really it really drives home this point that there needs to be a lot of regulation. Otherwise, idiots will throw their money at other idiots and lose it all and cry. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, I have. By the way, I don't want to be an asshole. I have zero sympathy for anyone who lost money here. Um, like when I played with with volatile crypto stuff, it was with tiny amounts, knowing. This was a, I'm paying tuition to learn something. It's going to be zero. Like, that's what I'm doing. If you are the kind of person who's like, this is you tried to buy a lottery ticket and you lost. Like, this this was not an investment. Don't pretend that you understood it and made an investment because you couldn't possibly have understood it because there wasn't enough information to understand. So Mm -hmm. you swung for the fences, missed, and smacked yourself in the face with a bat. I don't have... Really, any sympathy for you? However, a lot of people will have sympathy because a lot of people did it. Um, mm-hmm. And there is this mentality in America of we should be, you know, daddy government should protect us from ourselves. And so this certainly underlines that, or certainly emphasizes it, it, it um, supports that argument. So now regulators can say, well, look, look right. what happens when you we're not there to is. protect you. You can't have this kind yep. of crap. It's a Ponzi scheme. And by the way, it's already illegal to do some stuff that he did. Like, well, I right. don't know that he did, but some of the allegations are already, you already can't move your client's funds to another company and then funds. Like, you can't do that.
2: Right? right. So
0: there's already illegal stuff going on, but it will be used in that way. Um, <laughs> someone says Tom Brady lost 60 million bucks. I mean, you know, <laughs> I, Sorry, Tom Brady. Uh, <laughs> I guess I guess with the next sixty million, you'll be a little bit more conservative. <laughs> uh, but you know, um, I just I just don't have I don't have empathy. Um, Stephen Landau's here. Hey, Stephen. He says you can. Uh, uh, in the Bahamas, not subject to laws. Right, you can in the Bahamas. Right, right, so they're in the Bahamas. That's that's where they're they're operating. Fair enough, fair enough. He can get away with it in the Bahamas. But I didn't think Alameda, is Alameda Research in the Bahamas? Some of the entities are in the U.S., so if he did anything in the U.S., that's true. So anyway, look, he, it's a mess. One of the theories is that he was a intentional plant, because by the way, the people that backed this guy they're like, I think BlackRock actually was one of the best, but like they're big entities, right. like legit people. I think um, not Kleiner Perkins, but Sequoia, I think backed him, like real VCs and like real entities mm-hmm. like BlackRock, like they, uh, they backed this guy. It wasn't just Tom Brady um, and people like that, right? It was financial. It was like real, real institutions. Um, now, some of these real institutions are probably just doing a poor job of of spray and pray in the crypto industry like they're just backing everyone and they're like all right well mm-hmm. we'll see what happens and yeah i mean if you're a venture capitalist you know you're you lose, you're used to losing 90 percent of the bets you place just about like it just doesn't not completely but like a lot of them do maybe not 90 go to zero but a large percent right. go to zero
2: mm-hmm.
0: some other percent kind of do okay and it's it's the it's the few wins that that you knock it out of the park with that make your fund right so right they're used to the loss and and they'll probably be okay with that um but so that's one of the theories that this guy was just there maybe even unbeknownst to him he was like propped up as this like here's an incompetent fool with some good charisma let's back him so that when he collapses everyone will want to they'll want regulation that's one theory right um, Richard Pett says, uh, "When the tide goes out, all the naked bodies are exposed. Also, all the dead bodies. Good, right? right. <laughs> um. So, uh, so then what happens? Oh, and so th- then another theory. Another theory. You've seen a meme for this. I want to explain the meme. So, you've, have you seen the meme? I wish I had it. Uh, I don't have it with me. I, have you seen the meme with like Biden, Ukraine, and SBF?" Uh-huh. And there's like a, it's like a recycle, the the, the circles, the circle of mm-hmm. life be- between the three of them. All right, well this, uh, the the origins behind that meme is, obviously, SBF did donate to Democrats,
1: right,
0: um, and many politicians, but mostly Democrats. Obviously, Democrats, specifically the Biden family, uh, had some, shall we say, questionable business activities in Ukraine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> and controls large amounts of money that's not theirs in sending it to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Uh and Ukraine and FTX did a deal together to fund the war effort. <laughs> so that's how that cycle completes. There's like this, oh, you're connected to both of these entities. Right. Uh, it seems pretty shady, like you're just taking people's money to shuffle it around and make everyone in the system money, including
1: yourself. Well, right. We're giving them tons of money and then they're then investing in this company. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, there's, there's valid reason so, to be curious about that.
0: Yeah. So that's where we are. And, uh, uh, demon Sarah says, right Carter. He benefited from us donations to Ukraine. Right, he did absolutely benefit from US because of his relationship with Ukraine. <laughs> um so it's like this it's just kind of like oh you're the one you're 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 the glue that's holding some of this crap together that's benefiting from this whole thing. Um I, look, I I don't I'm always hesitant to say that was an intentional plan because a lot of times stuff like that happens just because um people are all drinking the same kool-aid and you know it's
1: right like sure, they're all in the same they circle. might not have sat down yeah. in
0: the smoky room to uh-huh. do it it just might have been like well i'm making money and he's making money we're all happy you know like just just right you know uh but nevertheless ftx is i mean if you you probably lost money if it's you're probably not going to get your money back that's likely that not going to happen um and uh rostra uh trevatera says the logan act that's the one where you uh doing foreign business you you need to register and blah 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 i don't know the details of whether he did any logan act violations but he's not in the u.s um he is an american citizen though i think but he's not in right. the u.s um and so i don't know the legal details of all that um <laughs> richard petz says europe europe's largest largest laundromat no surprise there yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah uh Someone says Biden's corrupt, G-Man says Biden's corrupt, but is he that corrupt? I don't think Biden could possibly have been a mastermind. No. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, but, you know, there's other people who may do well here that we, whose names we don't even know or who are behind the scenes or whatever. Like, there's, I'm sure right. there's people who made money off of this. Um, and SBF still hasn't done. I mean, look, if he started with zero and walked away with a billion dollars, that's not a loss. Now he might walk away with jail time. Who knows? I who who knows. Um, <laughs> Craig DeVertone says he Jackman is the Logan Act. Nice. <laughs> Do we
1: extradite <laughs> with the Bahamas? And also, is that where he know. is? Because there were I don't all know. He is in the Bahamas. He yeah. went to Argentina.
0: I think he's still in the Bahamas. Okay. I don't, I don't. I don't know. Like I said, by the time this video is over, maybe he will be on a yacht somewhere. <laughs> like, who knows? I have no idea. I would not be surprised if he's on a plane right now or being smuggled. Mm-hmm. Like, who knows what's going on? Uh, so, I think he is. Uh, he's a poster child for everything that's wrong with the crypto world. Uh, he's what I hate about the crypto world, and uh, I think there is some cool tech underneath it all that. Could matter and does matter and could make a difference, but uh you know th- the two forces that have been ruining it are regulations, like more regulators, like just getting involved in everything, mm-hmm. and crazy people duping people that you know are 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 wanting to play the lottery with crypto, uh, right? And those those are both opposite ends of the spectrum, right? Like one one is I'm complaining about the regulation and I'm also complaining about what quote needs to be regulated, but they're Mm -hmm. both problems. Uh, They're both problems in the industry. And so um, who knows where crypto crypto will end up, but that's crypto is not FTX. Bitcoin is not FTX. Um, Even Coinbase, which I'm not a huge fan of, but they play by the rules. They're an American company. They're, you know, they're all about crypto regulation and being a bank. They basically want to be like a bank. That's regulated just like banks are regulated. Like they're not the same as FTX. Even Binance is not the same as FTX. And there are, you know, but if you're gonna play in the space, you get you have to do a lot of due diligence and be willing to lose money because there's shade. There's a lot of shade.
1: Right. So what caused him to lose like what caused FTX to like lose so much?
0: Well, um, like I said at the beginning, I, I don't know that – I'm not 100% sure that this is what it was, but I think that CZ selling his tokens had something to do with it. I think it spawned a liquidity crunch on FTX. And okay. once, once you have a liquidity crunch, things can get worse, especially when people find out about it. It's kind of like a run on the bank.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah.
0: Right? right? So it's like, oh, people are having trouble getting their money out? Oh, wait, what? And like, then everyone wants their money out, and like, things start to get – uh, problematic they also he owed he's like paying like borrowing from Peter to pay Paul kind of stuff mm-hmm. and he owed like there's that kind of stuff was going on um, so
1: and then uh, the whole thing it all just unraveled CZ and the letter of intent did that happen after
0: the FCI letter of intent was a much? no the letter of well the letter of intent spawned a shake in so people didn't know Right. No. Like people didn't know that it was bad. Okay. <laughs> so the the tweeting out of like, oh, we're in an agreement for Binance to buy us was like, what? Right. Right? Like that that was like that's when things started to get worse because it was like, well, we didn't know you were having a problem. Right. But apparently, not only are you having a problem, but it's so big that you have to go to the guy that you don't like to bail you out. um, And then the guy's like, it's just an LOI. So then it was like, oh, you announced you had a problem, which we didn't know, but at least you've got a solution from this guy we trust. The next day, the guy's like, you don't have that solution. (laughs) Like, That's why everything collapsed. Does that make sense? Right. Um, Yeah.
1: Oh, yikes.
0: Ross says Binance knew. Yeah, well, Binance... Uh, I think I suspect and again, I'm not super up on the details of this, but I suspect that Binance helped cause the liquidity crunch Um, and Mm -hmm. uh, they certainly knew before everyone else because they talked to SBF about an acquisition. So
2: they certainly knew before
0: the rest of us. Demon Slayer says Coinbase founder knew as well yeah i mean look there's there's definitely a rumor mill in the crypto world, and so uh I imagine there is there are people who knew what was going on right um, and I certainly know I personally have met uh and even worked with but not in a positive way uh, people who are micro versions of s b f okay. Um, and they're all over the crypto space. They talk a big talk. Mm-hmm. They they talk about their vision for things and these grandiose plans, and it's all about marketing and hype. They're just hype monsters. That's all right. they are. Uh, right. And when it comes to actually doing real business with a real product and and running a real team and like mm-hmm. being responsible fiscally, there's there's zero underneath it. Um, and I know a guy like that, I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to publicly throw him under the bus right now, but like he, he went and hired people from real firms like Visa and PayPal and like people who had worked at real financial institutions. And then none of them lasted very long because the execs were like, you know, they were there and then they're like, what the fuck's going on? I'm out. I don't want to be part of this shit. Right. Right. But he sold them. He was good enough to sell them on the vision and get them excited. And they would be there for a few months and then a few months would go by and they'd be like. Either he would get angry because they were asking too many questions and fire them, or they would be like, I'm out.
1: Right. Well, yeah. Because I mean, if you know how it really works, somebody can only bullshit you for so long before you're like, okay, I don't know what's going on here, but nothing is above board. It's like, why am I blanking on this? The woman with the blood drop machine that is it?
0: Theranos lady. Yes. Yes. Uh, It reminds me of
1: that. Like, all you have to do is get to the right people and talk a big game and you can get away with a a lot of things for a long time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Being a good networker Mm -hmm. and, and having charisma and being able to, to to verbally tap dance gets you really, really far. In fact, uh, not to be a cynic, sometimes it gets you all the way. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes that will get you all the way to an IPO someone else takes over your company and makes it into the thing that you lied about that it was always, but never was. And you walk away with money that does right. happen. Uh-huh. Right. Like that can happen. Uh, right. Or you just, you're, you're, bullshitting and you're bullshitting and then something happens to click and work for you or, you know, like that does happen. But I think often more well, often it doesn't turn out that way. And it's, but it's rare that it goes on so long that you get a Theranos or, uh, or an FTX, Right right so um by the way g man says this is why i always invest in tangible assets like pokemon cards they'll never lose value no (laughs) good good on you g man uh so i actually this is a good time also to talk about um we've already gone an hour so we can end the show but this is also a good time to really quickly because it's the uh the thing that should you know, we don't want to have a a show where you leave happy. We want to scare the fuck out of you. so <laughs> uh, um, central bank digital currency. so here's here's what the elite does with 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 things that are threats to them. Um, they often, instead of rejecting them outright, embrace them and usurp their meaning.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: you see them do this with capitalism, right? They're like, oh, this is just stakeholder capitalism. It's like, that's not capitalism, right? And there's I even saw an ad this morning on CNBC that was like, the new capitalism. It's like, it's not the new capitalism. It's socialism. It's like an oligarchy. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the new capitalism. But they're using that because the audience on on CNBC is like, wants to make money in markets and they like the idea of capitalism. Mm -hmm. So they're like, it's just the new capitalism, right? Uh, They're doing the same thing with crypto. They are acting like, Central Bank Digital Currency, which is the thing that the um, – you've seen clips of the the London – or not the London Mayor. World Economic um, Forum. Yes, but also the Prime Minister of the UK, Rishi, oh, whose yes. name I forget, is, is big into. Uh, and Central Bank Digital Currency is billed as in the category of crypto. Right. It has nothing to do with crypto. It's not at all in the category. It's, it's the opposite of just crypto. Just digital. Right. The only thing is it's digital, right? Which is like, so the idea of crypto was to be, if we get back to the original thing we talked about with that ledger, if your wallet one, two, three, four, Mm -hmm. and you've got money in that wallet and your wallet's here with you, right? Um, No one can take that away from you. I mean, they can steal it physically, but no one can just take it away. It's yours. It is yours. It's mm-hmm. like having a bar of gold, but more convenient. Yes, someone can beat you over the head and steal it. Even then they don't get the money unless they know the passphrase. So right. I guess they could torture you and take the passphrase, but like they can't, like it's yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very much yours. It might not be as untraceable as would like because you got to go do things in the real world with it. And if you buy a house with it, people will figure out that you bought a house with it and where you live. But um right. but it is yours. Uh-huh. Central bank digital currency is not yours at all. It's the opposite. It's kind of like a ledger but it's controlled by the government and there's an entry that says Juliet is 1234. This is how much money she has. And when right. Juliet wants to go to the store and buy something and if they're mad at Juliet, they can just be like, "Oh, that number is 0 now." Right. That's not at all. That's not has nothing to do with cryptocurrency. It's the opposite and it's a just a a massive control mechanism and it's kind of the game over for control of the economy and control over your lives economically so but that's what they're pushing and they're doing it under this like hey it's cool new just like cryptocurrency it's part of the it's part of the digital currency thing and so it's like
1: right like they're like oh you don't use cash anyway like when's the last time you had a bunch of cash like it's fine it's just the same thing everything's fine
0: yeah yeah richard pet says yeah blockchain is the new magic word yeah, again, you know, as a crypto dude at heart, like an actual crypto dude, not a cryptocurrency dude. Uh, blockchain is one of these. Also, it's it's one of these things. It's like people putting like it's a it's a it's a buzzword, right? So people are like, mm-hmm. we're gonna do this, but on the blockchain, and and you know, as an engineer, you can look at it often and go what's the point of doing it on the blockchain? Like, there's no reason for this to be, the blockchain's not solving a problem. It's just, you're like shoehorning this thing so you can use the word blockchain and say it's on the blockchain. It's not relevant. You don't need it to be on the blockchain. Um, so, and of course, you can build a centralized blockchain if you want. You can, you can use crypto. The government can use crypto to, you know, set their ledger in stone and call it a blockchain if they want to, but it's not at all what we're talking about. No. Right um and you know you can build a more distributed one and but the back door that the government controls like you can do all that stuff right
1: right well and it's one of those like you know most people i think are similar to how i was about an hour ago where i'm like it's a thing that people do on the internet with like crypto (laughs) in general so if the media and the government's like it's like the same thing as bitcoin but it's from a bank you know like so many it's people. It's more trusted. Will be like, okay. All right.
0: That's great. Right. Yeah. No, that the pitch will be it's it's like it's like those cryptocurrencies, but aren't they scary and volatile? Look what right. happened to FDX. Yeah. Bitcoin's been all over the place. This is a trusted, stable solution from your government. Right. And you're right. Most people boom, right over the head, they won't yeah. see the difference. Uh-huh. You know, you're marrying a turd and you don't know it because it's like, well, you know, you just, you don't you don't know the space and they're, they're exploiting your ignorance on it and it's not I, it's not people's fault like I don't expect people to know all the details but like that's right. what they're doing mm-hmm. you know um, in general though just assume that whatever the government wants to do I mean just think about it this way how many times in your life has the government moved in a direction that you think was a good good direction and then use that to project whether <laughs> the next thing that they're proposing to do is probably a good idea or not so in my case, uh, that resulted. My daughter the other day was like, she wanted me to go vote for against some measure that she didn't like because it affected horse barns. She's like, oh. right? She's <laughs> like, don't, don't oh, they, they don't. want to control this thing and go vote against it. And I, I looked at her and she's, and she like, I just looked at her and she looked back at me and she's like, you vote against everything, don't you? And I was like, yeah. yes. <laughs> she's like, all right. I just wanted to make sure. I'm like, all right, yeah. <laughs> so.
1: It actually is fun, even like in a place like where I live. I mean, honestly, I might as well fill my ballot out and then just throw it in the trash can because it's about as much influence as I'm ever going to have in this area. But I love going in and voting like, oh, you want $500 million to rejuvenate the library system? No, (laughs) can't have
0: it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I just
1: love voting no for all of the things that they want. They want so much money. And what the dumb people don't understand is that if we vote yes and like we approve that measure they're gonna raise our taxes it's not like they have that money and they want permission to use it right we're giving them permission to raise our taxes to fund these things no libraries are fine
0: yeah it's a nice um it's kind of an interesting and, and i'm saying nice in a artistically but not in a moral way it's like this nice little interesting uh one-way mirror kind of thing that happens mm-hmm. with government spending where they can promise you specific like when they're giving stuff out it's to you specifically and you like tabulate it in your head i'm going to get a check for a thousand dollars that is good and then the cost is just like obfuscated and spread around and you don't the cost you just don't think about, like it doesn't come back to you. You don't think about, the like there's another right. half of that thousand dollar check you're getting. Where is that other half? And the, and the truth is it's just spread around. And so, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of times people are like, well, for this particular thing, I'm going to, I want it because it'll, even if it spreads back to me, it's less than thousand dollars. So I'm still going to end up positive, but you know, multiply that by, the 18 million other things that you don't get that other people get that gets back to you as well. And like you're right. doing worse off. It's they socialize everything mm-hmm. um, and get you all amped up and excited about the one present that they're going to give you for Christmas. Yeah. Right? It's like, well, you bought presents for everyone and we're going to turn around. Like we told all of your money and we told around and we turn around and we're giving you some of it back. It's like, thanks. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's so generous.
0: Yeah. But that is how people think about it. <clears throat> All right. I think we covered crypto. I think we yeah. covered FTX. Is there anything we're missing for FTX?
1: I don't think so. Um, I will say interesting timing that uh, Jeff Bezos today encouraged people to stockpile cash and expect the worst while he <laughs> uh, fired 100,000 employees. <laughs> he
0: That's... hired. They hired way too quickly, right? Right. So, worrisome. Um, yeah
1: worrisome worries. he's a billionaire (laughs) he doesn't care if we're broke or not except for maybe that we'd still be able to buy things on amazon but
0: yeah i mean i'm not even sure i would stockpile cash because i'm not that confident that inflation is going to be under control anytime soon so uh but yeah bullets don't go down in value and uh i'm sure there's some other Other commodities, whoever, I think it was G-Man. Someone said something about commodities. I like commodities generally. I mean, you don't get the upside, but they're nice and... uh,
1: Obedient to, you said, stockpile cash, LOL. Ask Weimar about that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, not (laughs) a good idea. (laughs) Yeah. Richard Petz says, yeah, just look at the price of a toilet seat once the government has to purchase it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's
1: horrifying, honestly. Really
0: really yep. bad, yep, I mean that's that's how it goes, so um I don't know what to stockpile uh food that's that you that lasts ammo
1: i'm a, I then, always you know, encourage people to have food always,
0: yeah, um <laughs> Richard says, yeah, bullets do increase lead poisoning oh, yes. yes, when applied properly uh, <laughs> They do. I mean, look, I uh, oh, medicine. Yeah, some some of the stuff expires. Like some food expires. Medicine, and some medicine will expire. Um, I'm not going to give people a specific. Like, I don't think there's an easy silver bullet financial advice to give you. Like I can't. If you just say stockpile gold, like okay, you will likely preserve uh, spending power with mm-hmm. that, but you might miss out on some upsides or some other. Like there's probably a more complex way. Cause there are people who make good money mm-hmm. even through downturns. Um, but they just have to be, they're not doing value investing. They're doing like playing with what the markets are like. Okay. This is what I think is going to happen. This is how I think it's going to unfold. And that can get very complex. Right. Um, so I'm not going to try and, you know, just get out of debt. Although Although, if there's massive inflation, maybe stay in your debt and pay it off. When the you know, <laughs> you know, when when all of your debt amounts to the price of a hamburger at McDonald's, that's when you write your check. I don't know, <laughs> like, who knows? Uh, so, all right. Someone says metals are not speculative; it's a hedge, right? Mm-hmm. right it's a hedge. Okay, I think we're done. Yeah. All right. Well
1: All right. now at least thanks. I get it.
0: Do you? You get it? You think you get it? Yeah. No? Yeah. It worked. Uh-huh. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't seem as like witchcrafty as it used to. All
0: right.
1: I don't know. You I'm know, i like I listen to guys that are really very into it talk about it and it's just gibberish. There's,
0: there's a lot of jargon. Why. Yeah. There's a lot of jargon and there's a lot of uh in some of the the newest stuff which is i think the stuff that needs to be ignored the most uh uh, is also like very complex and don't get me wrong i actually think there is some really cool new ideas and new stuff there but you know you're you're in a cutting edge space that's extremely dangerous because there's so much vaporware and stuff so um yeah yes (laughs) someone said clear as mud well (laughs) Look, that's the best as I could. do That's best as I could do. I, you know, off the top of my head, that was my crypto lecture. So, um, you get what you, you get, what you pay for. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for watching. Um, okay. do we have a show? Is there a show tomorrow? Is there 451 degrees tomorrow? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so either. But I don't I think, actually know.
1: I think the phase out has occurred.
0: Oh, okay, cool. So she's going to write something, probably.
1: Um, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. And uh Wednesday, there's definitely a Rebel Civics, probably a Dangerous Thoughts. I am phasing out the Dangerous Thoughts videos. People are, are whining and complaining about it, so I'm trying to figure out what the right thing to do there is, but probably I'll do a Dangerous Thoughts. Um oh wait, hold on. We have one more super chat. Francis Montgomery says, Carter, what do you think about the FTX guy donating to the Democratic Party? Uh well, we talked about this a little bit earlier. I think, I think a lot of people read way too much into political donations. Um, he's probably a Democrat because that's what most people are like. That like most of his peers are. I mean, he went to MIT, whatever. Mm-hmm. He's, he's probably a Democrat, so that's how it starts. He's a Democrat. Um, but uh, there is generally a Okay, let me tell you a story. You know what? I'm going to tell you who this politician was because fuck it. <laughs> um, and this guy's in office. There's a guy named Ro Khanna in California. He's a congressman in California. I think he's one of the progressive lefties. Oh. Before he was in office, I had a, a this guy was a billionaire, buddy of mine. Uh, he, um, there's this place, there's this place called The Battery. In San Francisco, um, which is kind of like the Soho house, but there's not a Soho house in San Francisco, so it's the Battery. Anyway, we're in the Battery, and he had me. He was like, you have to meet this up-and-coming politician, Ro He's He'll come to the Battery, just be there, and we will meet him. I was a member of the Battery at the time. I'm not anymore. But uh, So I was like, fine. So I'm hanging out. So Ro Ro comes in, and... uh, he sits down and he this is prior to woke stuff. So he there wasn't a lot of woke language, but me being me was still like oh, I don't want the government to do that or that or that or that or you know like, <laughs> I'm not I'm not on the same page. But you know, I was polite and I I nodded and whatever and we had our conversation and he was looking for obviously he was looking for donations. Um right. And my buddy then said, "Oh, I'm going to have a party to raise money for this dude on my yacht." you know, just bring, you know, several thousand dollars. I forget what the number was for coming to this party. And it's all going to go to his campaign. And I did not go to this thing. I said, well, I don't really like this guy's politics. So Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do this, man. Like, I don't, I don't like this guy's politics. Uh, He was nice and smooth. Like He was like a pleasant, smooth, cheesy fellow who like, I was like, he, you know, he came across as, Probably an effective politician. It turns oh, out I'm he sure was because right. he did get elected. But I didn't like his politics. And the billionaire dude, he's older than me. So he like sat me down and tried to like school me like I'm an idiot. And maybe I was an idiot. And maybe I am an <laughs> idiot. And he, he sat down. And he said, look, let me explain. You don't understand how this works. Let me explain something to you. You donate to all of them. It's just, it's only, and now for him, a few thousand bucks wasn't a big deal. It was a bigger deal to me. Right, because uh, I wasn't a billionaire, but he was like, "You don't understand how this works. You donate. Look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna spend maybe a hundred thousand dollars on this whole thing for this guy, and he's, he's gonna end up, he's gonna walk away with a couple hundred thousand dollars, or whatever. And donations, I'll, I can, you do this for everyone. Mm-hmm. He might not win. I don't care. I don't care what his politics are. It doesn't matter. When he wins, if he wins, he'll owe me a favor, huh. and I'll need the favor at some point, and he'll know." That he needs a favor that I that he owes me a favor. Right. And like that's how that's how it works. He's huh. like, don't be naive, don't be an idiot. This is what you do. It's not about politics. You buy them all, and the winning ones, you cash in favors when you need them. Yikes. Uh that scared the hell out of me. Uh it was like meeting. <laughs> I felt like I was meeting with Tony Soprano because I just I view like right. I'm like, I don't want to be around
1: no. <laughs> I'd um, rather no favors owed to anyone like <laughs>
0: thanks yeah but um, but I think that's how it is so I think with people like first of all with people like uh, SPF he's going to be in a culture which is 100% Democrat like mm-hmm. if he's in the tech world it's not 100% but it's largely Democrat he went right. to you know he's a college grad that right there excuse you because you've been indoctrinated all your friends are like you know Then uh, if let's assume he doesn't care about politics at all, he's going to adopt mainstream politics, which are lefty, right? Because he's going to turn on the news and assume that CNN is the most trusted name in news. And like he's not going to know the difference because a lot of people are just very focused on their own stuff from practical and they're not they're not questioning this stuff. So even if he even if he's not like a radical, he's going to end up by default Democrat. And so mm-hmm. when he donates money, he's going to donate to Democrats. And he might be donating money for like, I, especially in his case, I would imagine, well, there's a tension between the crypto world and regulators. And I want people to owe me favors when it's time to write bills. And I want to be involved in writing bills. And like, I have $26 billion. So, yes, I'm right. going to donate some. Right. Um, So I don't think it's necessarily as straightforwardly planned as like i'm doing this for this particular reason it's like i'm doing it because i don't know i'm gonna need something and this is what you do and i'm gonna support the democrats because i am a democrat and frankly they're probably gonna win more often in most of the places that he's supporting which is big cities so sure he's gonna do that and and uh it's I'm not trying to minimize that it's bad. I'm just saying, like, it's less targeted than you would think. Mm-hmm. It's not like there's a master plan. Like, I'm going to donate forty million, and then it's going to go to this guy, and Biden's going to give this to the Ukraine, and then this is going to happen, and then Zelensky's going to give me a call. But like, it's not all planned out beforehand. It's just like I'm going to grease the wheels, and something will work out for me later. And it's mm-hmm. worth greasing the wheels. Uh, all right. Um, I we have two more quick super chats. I hope that answered your question. By the way, Francis, I don't, I don't know if it did. Uh, Richard Pett says smooth cheesy equals processed cheese. Yes, he was Velveeta. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> was a cheese substance, and and he also says SBF for the new Ukraine press a shoe in <laughs>
1: Nice
0: shoo-in, yeah. Uh, he's got a he's got a sail. He's got to get over there uh, under the radar. He, I don't. I think he's become notorious enough now that politicians will distance themselves from him at this point Oh Uh, yeah like i don't think this is a he's going to end up president of ukraine he may end up in jail he's going to end up what's going to happen to him is he's going to be thrown under the bus because the it's been accomplished Mm -hmm. right the thing has been accomplished we we scared the crap out of a bunch of people people want regulation you know right tough tough crap uh whether or not he was a willing participant I, I don't see how he's rescued out of this. I think he's thrown under the bus, oh, possibly deservedly sure. so. But, I mean, if yeah.
1: uh, Larry Fink really talked to him, <laughs> I, like you know, it wasn't a wise idea on SBF's part. Like anything, yeah, I... BlackRock honestly is one of those things that when I see it in any any reference to BlackRock, it gives me the heebie-jeebies because they're just so powerful.
0: Yeah, of course they are. Yeah, they are. And, and, and SBF seems to be there. I think one of the biggest arguments for him being a plant is how stupid he is about tweeting shit. Yeah. Um, which is like, really? Like, w- w- why would you, and, and how just utterly incompetent and not transparent he is? Like, no one knows. I th- I said earlier, like, they're like, oh, they owe somewhere between 10 and $50 billion. That's a pretty big window. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is that? Like, <laughs> how do we not know? Um right. it's just a mess. It's just a mess. Uh someone asked what happened to the fire festival, dude. I don't know. Wasn't I... he wasn't he uh involved also in um Anna, what's her name? Delvey. Was wasn't, he? Wasn't what didn't she know him or wasn't there some kind of Oh, like... I wouldn't
1: be surprised at all by that. I think he went Maybe I'm to jail and then FBI was auctioning off like merchandise. T
2: shirts that a say
1: Fire Ridiculous Festival and amount intense. of money. Yeah. Like, do they <laughs> understand you can go on Canva and print any t shirt you want? <laughs> but Canva this is a doesn't real scam t shirt. It's copyrighted. <laughs> like, it just was so funny when I looked at it. I mean, sweatpants for like $180. Get out of here. Nice.
0: <laughs> well, that shows that goes to show you how. Uh, how in tune and connected to reality the uh, the people in the administration or the, the people doing this like oh right. the FBI you're you, I see that you're one of us you buy <laughs> sweatpants for 180 dollars you think that's a de- a decent a decent right. you know,
1: yeah sure
0: crazy uh uh-huh. yeah. um I'll fight you naked it would just like to say that communists China killed between 60 and 100 million yeah that's true I don't know how it's relevant but it's Absolutely true. Uh, All right. I think we're done now. Okay. Have a good week, everyone. We will see you. Next week. Yeah, we will see you next week. Keith, we'll see you on Wednesday. I might see you Wednesday. I hope I'll see you Wednesday. We'll see. And uh,
2: yeah, take care.
0: Thanks for sticking around until the end. If you're new to unsafe space, check out our deep content library that includes discussions with everyone from James Lindsay to Brett Weinstein. And please consider helping to fund our work by visiting unsafespace.com slash donate. You can find us on a variety of social media platforms and you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our unsafe space discord server which is open to financial supporters at any level. We hope to see you there.
2: Warning, this is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. It would be better for your health if you forgot what you just heard. That should be easy for someone of your intelligence. The following co-conspirators are hereby ordered to watch CNN. Experts agree that 87,000 new tax collectors will make inflation feel like less of a problem. I think we can agree that the FBI's track record speaks for itself. If you think about it, only government sanction experts should be allowed to express opinions. But don't.